Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. Wow! More details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. <laughs> You're listening to the Oz Movies Podcast, only on the Oz Network. We are back on the Oz Network with the best review of the month, at least, uh, and probably the year, and maybe the decade. Uh, we are doing a spoiler-free review of John Wick Chapter 4, which I also think I will forevermore know as John Wick Chapter 4 slash 5, um, because that's really what this is. It was two movies in one. It is long. It is three hours long. It is very clearly two stories. But it is all kinds of spectacular and all kinds of awesome and all kinds of Keanu. My name is Colin and yeah. My name is Jamie and be seeing you. All right, that's the end. Jamie will no longer be joining us here. Yay, I'm I, off the hook. Well, I, I, I pulled up the Wikipedia page on Drumwick Chapter 4 in case we need to reference anything. And I'm like, Jamie, don't get too distracted. Oh, I, uh, I, I need to uh, look closely for investigative purposes. Investigative purposes. Yeah, you are looking very closely at this movie. We mm. saw this last night opening night, which... Uh, I don't know how many times I grunted in the theater last night. A lot. Um, no, I think... n- not just because of John Wick, but also... What, what's that other guy's name? Well, there are several. We'll go through them throughout the course of this movie. We'll go through all the men for you. There's to lots run, of okay? there's lots of eye candy in this movie. Yeah, yeah, for you. I mean, not mm. as much for me, but anyways. Um, yeah, this this movie came out uh, for us last night from the time of recording this. So it, it was my birthday and happy birthday. Thank you. It's how, over how, now. How, how does it feel to be uh, a year older? Year older? It, it feels great because John Wick is older than I am and he's still kicking, right? Sounds um, like the perfect birthday plans to me. Yeah, well, I I knew this months ahead of time. I'm like, John Wick Chapter 4 is going to become a birthday. Actually, at one point, John Wick Chapter 4 and the Woody Harrelson movie that we recorded a couple weeks ago, Champions, were going to be coming out the same day. And that was no question for me, John Wick Chapter 4 was the one I was going to see. I mean, of course, uh, this is my favorite modern franchise uh, by far. Uh, but uh, I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to have to wait an extra day to see a Woody Harrelson movie. But Woody, Woody bumped himself up a few weeks. Now we got just John Wick Chapter 4 and... And wow, I, I this this is going to be a tough one as a spoiler-free review because like the John Wick movies, it's not like there's a lot of spoilers that normally happen to them, but mm-hmm. let's just say first ten minutes of this movie alone, it's like, oh, did they not just do that? And, and, and then and then hold on, and then a few minutes later, you're like, oh, how did they just do that? What are they going to do from here? And then a few minutes later, you're like, what? What? And this is like the first. I don't know, 15 minutes of a three-hour movie. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, this is going to be a struggle to get it through a spoiler-free one. And I, I don't think that there's that many movies. I mean, y- you go to more than me because you you have no problem even just going yourself solo if we can't actually get a babysitter. But, you know, there's not that many movies that I could probably think of in my head that have, you know, the whole crowd clapping yeah. for something. And that happened a couple of times in it, this movie. It's one of these movies where... It's not just the movie ends and people are applauding. Like there are parts in the middle of this movie yeah. where people are just applauding and clapping. And I know Ben hates that, but like this is one time where it's like it is a crowd experience. Like this movie is something these movies all are something else. I mean yeah. we, people can go back and hear it, but 
we've already recapped. You and I have recapped John Wick chapter one and two, which we did before chapter three came out a few years ago. Uh, and you were 24 hours away from delivering our twins when we recapped part one. Yeah, I was having like contractions or something. Yeah, and we were just home <laughs> with the twins. Like, uh, I think chapter two had to be delayed for a few days or something like that because we were just home, like first day home with the twins when we recorded chapter two. We wanted to record chapter three before this one came out. Um, it came down to if we had been able to record a day earlier, we would have already done the recap of chapter three before that, this review came out. But that, that just shows you um, my key love of Keanu. Well, but, pregnant or not, labor or not, and there, there, yes. there, there's no excuse. Yeah, I, I'm showing up. You don't show up like that for me, but <laughs> Keanu, sure. But uh, hey, we've been married for ten plus years now. I show up. Well, you, but with him, you're going to show up, no questions asked, and I'm fine. Well, if you if you die, I mean, it's good to have backup. Okay. <laughs> How is this always a thing when we record? It, we don't even record? I have no plans for your death. Okay, but I mean, we record episodes on Woody Harrelson movies that Keanu Reeves is not even in, and somehow you bring up Keanu. But if we talk about movie with Keanu, you're like, well, hey, if you die, I got a backup. Hey, you know what? I liked him before he came back uh, into popularity again. I, I liked him. Oh, so did he, I. He was like my first big celebrity crush when i was like I know, you when i was like every time 10 you know 11 like that preteen stage i was like oh i'm discovering all my feelings okay yeah i know it was him and arnold Vosloo in the mummy right yeah that too yeah, yeah i had some good dreams about him okay but but anyways <laughs> let, let's move on from horny middle-aged woman here and let's talk about i don't know um very angry over, over the hill man i mean th this franchise we saw chapter one because you already said you were a big keanu fan not like me. I was a big Keanu fan because I was obsessed with Bill and Ted. I was obsessed with speed. I was obsessed with point break. Uh, everything he did, I was obsessed with. So we were on, I think it was our first anniversary. And uh, we went to Minneapolis for like a week or something like that, or a couple days. And we're like, let's go see a movie at the Mall of America. And there were two movies playing. There was a Kira Knightley movie playing. And there was John Wick playing. Now, this is before John Wick was a thing. Like, well, What Kira Knightley movie was it? Oh, I don't know. It was some, some, Sam Rockwell was in it, too. So I'm like, okay, okay I'll be okay with watching Kira Knightley and Sam Rockwell. Okay. But I'd rather watch Keanu. But I'm like, this first anniversary, I'm going to give you. I hijacked our honeymoon to drag you around to James Bond locations yes, from did. Thunderball and Casino Royale. Yes. But like, which one do you want to see? And you're like, well, let's see the Keanu one. And I'm like, really? <laughs> I'm like, I'm assuming you're going to pick the Kira Knightley one. But... But never question that. it. It it literally could be a movie about him watching paint dry, and I would want to well, watch I it. I would watch it. We okay. recap that. Okay, I I know you're not gay. You're you're completely straight, but you can even admit you're like talking about Pierce Brosnan on the subject of James Bond. Talking about Pierce Brosnan, you're like that is one man that I've is ever one seen. beautiful man. Yeah. Right. Like ha. Handsomest man I've ever seen. That, that's a, that's a that's a hot guy. Okay. So from a. I know you're straight or whatever, so don't feel weird about answering it. But you're more insecure okay. than I am. I feel. <laughs> well, I'm. 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 You're more I'm, insecure for me. I feel. I'm, I'm padding the question a little bit yes. to get a straight answer. So, what is your honest opinion of Keanu? Is is he like hot, or is he just? Hey, he's a good-looking dude. I, I, I can I can see the appeal that women have with him. Um, I don't think that he's like Pierce Brosnan, Tom Cruise, you know, level of handsome. He's no Sean Connery, but I mean, yeah, he'd be up there, I guess. He is up there. You're yeah. right. Okay, anyways, <laughs> but let's get back to this. So yeah, we, we we saw John Wick one. We both were obsessed with it. Yeah. John John Wick chapter two obsessed with it. John Wick chapter three we didn't get around to covering it. I'm actually glad that we didn't get a chance to recap chapter three 
before this one came out because now now we have the ballerina spinoff with Anna Darmas coming out. Yeah, and, and that other one and that you the, mentioned, the Continental TV series. That so one sounds exciting. The spinoff universe is exploding with John Wick, so it's like it's uh, it's appropriate that like let's save these movies to do at a later date. But this movie is yes, three hours long. Having said that, the original plan when Chapter Three came out it was like no time at all where they announced we're going to be green lighting John Wick 4 and 5. Now, the crazy thing about that is that John Wick 3 was kind of semi-promoted as this is the final one. Yeah. And I remember watching that in theaters and just my jaw dropping at the end because I'm like, oh, there's going to be a fourth one. Like, it's a clear setup for a fourth one. Yeah. They said they had a fourth and a fifth plan. Then the pandemic happened. Mm-hmm. Then it got delayed even further because Keanu, because of the pandemic, Keanu had to come back to the Matrix because they didn't finish the Matrix. So yeah. we're talking, they lost several years. And in the end, they're like, we're go- I thought they're going to combine four and five into one movie. Seeing this movie, you can tell. Like, I it think feels that's the, like just they did to start that, with. Yeah. But in, not in a bad way. Like, yeah. halfway into this movie, the tone suddenly shifts. Mm-hmm. The story takes a slightly different direction. Yeah. And it basically becomes what I think part five would have been. Yeah. So, really, what we're getting here is John Wick four and five in one, which justifies that three hour running time. Yeah. It's almost like watching two short movies for the price of one. Yeah, and, and really. if they had done and, four, and that's the best way to explain it because then it's not like oh it's not cohesive it's it doesn't jive like it's it's not like that it's literally like you, you're getting more bang for your buck. Yeah, and like the uh, the John Wick series, if people aren't familiar with it, I'm assuming if they're listening to this, they're probably familiar with it. But these movies all take place back to back. Like I've been working out the timeline for the last week, and you've been getting annoyed with me running through all these theories about that. I'm like, okay, so John Wick chapter one, I'm like, it could very well, John Wick chapter two could very well pick up the same night, but you know, it took him just long enough to drop his dog off and to get another vehicle and then to come get his other car. So I'm like, so let's say anywhere from an hour to 24 hours maximum, two and three, literally you have a 30 second to 40 minute jump in time. Uh, this is a little bit different and that three ends on a very clear cliffhanger, but this one picks up and I'm guessing it's been at least a couple weeks. Um, so a couple weeks normally for another sequel would be this is back to back. But already four is slightly different because this isn't a direct continuation of three. In fact, several things that they left off on three aren't even picked up on this movie. I mean, the two major things is one, the the probably the second lead character is Ian McShane's character, Winston, who runs the Continental Hotel. You kind of leave off part three where you're like, oh, there's going to be an unresolved story there. And this movie, once you get into it, you're like, oh, did they just resolve that off screen? Obviously, the Anadarmus ballerina movie that's coming out is going to take place in between three and four, so maybe some of those gaps we filled. But then you had the villain in part three, the adjudicator, who they leave she, off. She was a great villain. One of the best villains in the series, but not nowhere to be seen in this movie. So yeah. this movie is almost like jumping off point for, yes, it's chapter four, but it's almost like if John Wick 1, 2, and 3 were one story, that would be like, that's season one of John Wick TV series. This is like, John Wick Chapter 4 is like season two, you know? It is still a continuation. It is still very directly tied to the first three movies, but it is sort of the start of the second story, I guess. That would be the easiest way to explain it. Yeah. Uh, I had a question for you, too, as well, Um, because I I know for you that you can pull all this stuff out of your brain or whatever, like out of a hat, like nothing. I'm I'm just curious, talking about John Wick, uh, before John Wick, what was his last big movie before that? Uh, I mean, we're not counting the Matrix movies. Um, Constantine was a pretty big hit. Uh, that's a good question. I, I'm going to have to look that up here. Um, 
Uh, we can we can pause question? for a second if you need to. Are we going to pause? I won't even need to pause because it'll take me like thirty seconds to bring up the filmography. By the way, great Canadian can, can, Keanu Reeves. Can, can right? I can I do the Jeopardy music while we're waiting? That version coming out of your mouth is not copywritten, so go right ahead. So you're talking before John Wick Chapter One came out, right? Yeah. So John Wick Chapter One was two thousand and fourteen. Yeah. Um, 47 Ronin oh, there was that. That, but said, that movie didn't do huge business you said that that one was good though right I've never good, I've yeah. actually never watched so that one we're really looking day the earth stood still which yeah. is 2008 so we're five or six years after his last big hit yeah when John Wick comes out and John Wick was not expected John Wick 1 was not like a massive massive hit it made more money than people expected but it just had this huge following where they're like let's green light a sequel then the sequel comes out Opens with like thirty million dollars. Then yeah. the third one comes out, but when it's like fifty million dollars, and now it's looking like this one's gonna open like sixty, seventy. Like these movies keep getting bigger despite a pandemic. Did Did you ever watch the Lake House, the one with Sandra Bullock? Yeah, it was okay. It was just average. It was okay. That yeah. other Sweet November movie Sweet though, November that, that's like his best. We'll, like, well, maybe we'll talk about that at the end of this episode. Let's oh. stay tuned for that. But anyways, I thought you said no spoilers. Uh, well, mm. it's not a spoiler. To say, no spoilers about John Wick. I mean, we can spoil Sweet November, right? Somebody dies in that movie. Um, <gasps> hey! But uh, but yeah, th this movie, I would say change in tone, but not so much that it's different from the others. Like yeah. one, two, and three had slightly different tones. Um, three to me, it's funny because I love all three of the original ones and now all four because I love this movie too. But to me, three was almost too focused on the action. The action took on maybe a little bit too cartoony of a look at times. And for the, three, you said, yeah. And three, the story was kind of like very minimal compared to the others. Mm. So when we rewatched it and it's not like my opinion changed all about the movie, but I'm like, yeah, three is definitely the weakest. And I've, I've sort of found that most people's opinions are three, the weakest of the series Four totally redeems it. I mean, yeah. And it doesn't need that much redeeming for three to be the weakest John wick. It's still way better than what most franchise puts out there. But four to four is so huge that I, I basically was telling you this movie's a western. Yeah. And what it reminded me of was a good, bad, and the ugly. Now I, I was showing you. you I've never, never seen it. Well, you kind of did. Um, <laughs> did I? Well, yeah. I was. I've been watching. Sorry, those I don't know what happened to my voice there. We're yeah. talking about talking about John John Wick, and I'm going back to puberty. You're, you're going through male puberty. Though. That's <laughs> the thing I'm concerned with. Um, we're not having any more kids apparently. But anyways. Well, uh, well we aren't anyways. We don't want them. Not. We don't want no, them more. No more. Take some of the ones we have. Uh, maybe even. But. Uh, where was I going with that? John Wick. Um, oh, yeah. The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Yeah. So the the Clint Eastwood trilogy, Fistful of Dollars, Few Dollars More, Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Uh, right. I've been watching those, and you've been falling asleep about 10, 15 minutes into right. the movies. Right. So anyways, those first two movies are very much their own standalone things. And then you have the third part, The Good, the Bad, the Ugly, which is a massive, like, two and a half to three hour long epic. Very much bigger than the first two movies. And it sort of divides up into more characters. And that's basically what John Wick did. Like, when I was watching this, all I kept thinking about is, this is John Wick's Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Because you don't just have John Wick. You have uh, two other, I would say, two other hero characters in this movie. One, I'm actually not even sure about the actor, if I've seen him anything before. I'll have to look it up here. But Donnie Yen, who I think is probably the one that's gotten the most promotion in this movie coming out. Obviously a huge Hong Kong martial arts star, the Ip Man movies, a million other things. I'm yeah. a big fan of his. Uh, he's done some American movies. up Star Wars, he played the blind swordsman in Star Wars. Guess what? He plays the blind swordsman in John Wick. I mean, he literally is playing a blind swordsman in this movie. 
Uh, and then the other guy who's... And um, can, can I just comment on what a great job they do with that? Because it's actually so believable. Oh, yeah. And that, that's that Donnie you, Yen, That too. you find yourself thinking sometimes, like, is he actually blind? And, and I think that's... Be because they, they put so much in there where it's like only somebody who is blind would actually do this. And it's like, it's so well thought out that they put it in there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like it's not just... I, I don't even know how to explain it. It's like all this background stuff that he does that it's like, it's very clear that it, it seems like it's so believable. So Donnie Yen has been doing, I would say starring roles for uh, how many years? 30 years. So Iron Monkey was the first big one, which is one of the greatest martial arts movies of all time. That was like his first big starring role. But this is a guy who is, I, I would argue if you were to put up there, like the two most well-known ones, Jackie Chan and Jet Li, I would argue Donnie Yen may be better than both of those guys. Jet Li definitely the fastest. Jackie Chan the greatest stuntman, but like Donnie Yen from martial arts, like nobody can touch this guy. So I think he legitimately is a guy who can do this all with his eyes closed, which helps, you know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's he's kind of like one of the other lead characters. But like it's weird because like is he a hero? Is he a villain? You don't really know. And then the other one they have this guy. I don't think I've seen him in anything. I'm looking him up now. Shamir Anderson plays Mister Nobody. Who is this other he, new character? He, he looked a little He's bit familiar. He looked a little bit familiar. Are you sure he hasn't been in anything? Well, else? there's. A, I don't know if you watch much with me. I watched a couple episodes. It was a Canadian sci-fi show called uh, Winona Earp. It looks like he was one of the stars of that. Um, but other than that, I mean, he really hasn't done anything we would have seen here. Like he's done a lot of Canadian TV shows. Winona Earp's really the only thing that's a starring role. But wow, like this guy's gonna be a star. Like he was fantastic. He's so, great. Really, you have those three lead characters. You have John Wick. You have Donnie Yen playing Kane, the blind guy. And then you have this guy, Mr. Nobody, who's almost like this drifter. Like he had a very Western feel to it. Like he comes yeah. in, you don't know anything about him. You know, my services are up for grabs. And the movie follows the other two guys, not nearly as much as John Wick, but they get a significant amount of screen time, which is sort of different from the first two movies as well. Yeah. And none of that, what's great about it is none of it takes away from John Wick. Like this is still 100% his movie. It's just, yeah. they've, through a longer screen time, they've been able to explore more of these characters and really build new stars. So as we've got the John Wick universe, expanded universe exploding now, like we can see a Mr. Nobody movie. We could see a Donnie Yen and Kane, you know? Well, and there's, I feel like they've given you so much to chew on with stuff that like we were talking about when we were coming home. I mean, I feel like I could totally read a book series on this. Yeah. And it well, would be super interesting, like everything in death, right? Because like the thing is, is some people might be bothered with certain things, like not everything spelled out, but I kind of like that. Like, I'm not going to spoil anything, but even like the ending of this movie, you know, we were talking back and forth about it for a good while saying, you know, do you think this means this? Do you think this means this? And it's open for interpretation. Yeah, it's left ambiguous. But the thing is, is I know some people might not like that, but you know, not just for the ending, but for many the things there, like even you're talking about the adjudicator, you know, there's so much that it, you could speculate what happened in your mind, but there's so much to work with for books. Yeah. And like what's so interesting about this entire series, and this is why it's going to be great to finish recapping three and four is that the first John Wick movie presents, it is a real world, but you get these glimpses of there's this secret society, yeah. almost like a criminal Illuminati, you know, yeah. um, that, that controls that there's, there's hotels, which are dedicated just to this world. You know, there's a currency for them. There are people like regular police officer, the police officer in the first two movies, really Jimmy, yeah, Jimmy, who's <laughs> like, he, he's aware of this world, but probably yeah, not he, in this world. He's like, you working again. Yeah. But like with each movie, they strip more of the real world out and put more of this, john wick secret society secret society yeah. in there 
And in this movie, what's interesting is that I would say I'm watching the background in some of these action scenes. And I'm like, I'm just looking for, are there any characters that are spawning? Cause like even in part three, it was mostly we're all in the secret society world, but there's like that one moment where, uh, John wick and, uh, the villain zero are about to have a showdown and like, a. a a train terminal yeah. and a group of kids walks past you're like okay now you're at the point in part three where you're pinpointing okay this person doesn't know what's going on but everybody else does it's it's almost like the matrix that way exactly yeah this is very matrix like except it's like like, a real like, world you, matrix. like like you don't know what's going on but it's... like the matrix they don't feel the need to spell everything out for you yeah. you know there's things i never want to know about the john wick universe but i think it's so huge and it is so complex that you only need to give people a little bit here and there. Like Star Wars as well. George Lucas designed Star Wars to kind of drop you into a world that nobody understood what was going on. And John Wick's the same way. We, we're four movies in. We've got another movie coming, a spinoff movie and a spinoff TV series. And I'm sure we're still going to have questions like, okay, I, but you don't need to know all the answers. If you get an answer to something, great. Yeah. But nobody's ever going to know how everything in this world works. And it's kind of better that way. T talking about your strange brain, um, because you just remember like all these things out of a hat. It's like called nothing. a memory, not a strange okay, brain. Okay. okay. Li listen, the average person cannot just tell you... I could tell you to list all the James Bond movies with, and you list every year or whatever with them. You could do like every year for like the best picture winners. It's called an interest. It, if it, I asked you a memory, list me all the Zelda games and the characters in them, you could do it, but I, I couldn't, I couldn't. Okay. Anyways, anyway, your point. anyway, my point, uh, just because you're going to know this better than me, um, because of your memory, but, um, I don't know what year the first John Wick movie came out. But 2014. We said that already. Do you? See, your memory's so bad you don't remember what we said ten minutes ago. I don't remember what I ate yesterday. <laughs> anyway, I have. You know what? Anybody who's listening to this, who's a female who has children, will understand. Maybe even some of the guys who have, you know, significant others who have kids will understand. Every single kid that you have for a woman. They take a little bit of your brain. Okay. It's 100% true. I'm not joking. I'm serious. See, ask and Jane, ask the women in your life, or if you're a woman, yeah. you'll know what I mean. Jamie's already forgotten what her story was in the first place, so she's stalling to remember. I, I, bar I barely know who I am. Okay, no, so what, where was this going? Anyway, okay. Place? So with John Wick, talking about John Wick, I, I do remember what I was trying to say. I guess you could kind of consider it like a Jerry action film. Yeah. Right? Okay, but now... I know there was a couple of other Jerry action films that came out. There was the Equalizer. There was that. What was that? Taken. Taken. Yeah. Jack Reacher. So like, what were the years for those in comparison to John Wick? Taken was 2009. Um, that kind of started the Jerry action genre. So that was the first one. Yeah. That was, that was, that was the first, like, here's an actor who's now over the age of 50 that is going to kind of become an action star. Like, What's weird about Jerry action films is they're kind of labeled that, which is one of my favorite genres, is that throughout like the 80s and 90s, it reached a point where people started saying all of these action heroes like Bruce Willis and Sylvester Sloan and Schwarzenegger are getting too old to do this anymore. So we started seeing a bunch of movies with young action stars like the Bourne series, you know, Triple yeah. X, Fast and Furious. And then with Taken, it was like the first time and who knows how long and the first time it was ever intentional where they took here's a guy who's a senior citizen. Liam Neeson was like 57 when he made that. Yeah. And we're going to make him an action star. And then it, it exploded. And basically every actor, the, the way that everybody now tries to do a Marvel movie or a DC movie, I want to be in a superhero movie because that's the new thing now. Yeah. 
15 years ago, everybody was saying, okay, I want to be the next one in the geriatric, geriatric, you know, uh, Yeah, you had to be like th- like 30 or under. It, 30 or under if, to be geriatric? No, you if, to be if 50 or over. No, I'm saying if you didn't want to actually, if you wanted to be relevant before they oh, changed yeah, exactly, that. Oh, yeah, exactly, yeah. That's but what I'm saying. Then it kind of became such a big thing. So Taken came first, and then 2012, you had Jack Reacher. Yeah. Um, I think the Equalizer. Could you really say that that was Jerry Action though? Was he older? He was over fifty. Okay. Yeah. Or I think he was just about fifty. Well, see, but like again, he, he, Tom Cruise is like you, like forever young. Yeah, I mean, but, you but can't tell. It's, it's also the character too, because Jack Reacher is a guy who's had a lot of experience, and people don't take him seriously, you know. But but yeah, like then yeah, Jack Reacher and Equalizer, and then John Wick kind of came after that. So John okay. Wick was John Wick was like okay, the genre has gotten big, but. It, it, I think the first John Wick movie got a big push because, like, now Keanu Reeves is doing, like, a big, you know, uh, macho action I, film. I think that that definitely revived his career, though. What do you oh, think? Oh, completely. Yeah, for sure. That started the whole, you know, Keanu Reeves craze all over again. Yeah. And it's still going. Like, what's crazy is it's nine years later and people still are And I wonder if he would have almost been, like, done and finished and satisfied with it well, or if he actually wanted to just have no, that I big push again. It, again, if you look at what he made, obviously, actors are in it for money to yeah. a certain extent it, it is a business like he, I think he's Harris, such he's such a nice guy but though. like harrison ford is probably the most honest celebrity where he's yeah. like i i'm i'm an actor i'm doing this to make a living you know if if my movies don't make money i don't make as much money it's well, like a person that's kind of fair though that's like you know you well, go like to your you job to you go to your job to get paid like yeah I mean, but, but like you're not going to continue to do the same job for a pay cut and if you're doing yeah. the same job for a pay cut you know yeah then it's like okay maybe i got to do something to make me some money but like Keanu would do something like 47 Ronin and that failed. But like he he directed a movie called The Man from Tai Chi at the same time. And he basically went over to Asia and filmed a movie barely in English. He's the only actor in that movie who talks English, I believe. And he directed a martial arts film, an Asian martial arts film directed by Keanu Reeves just for the fun of it. So oh, that's I mean, cool. Yeah. But, but for chapter four, you have more characters in this. You have more exploring of the other characters. None of it takes away from John Wick. Um, there's some things which are definitely left unanswered in between three and four, like because we have this gap, yeah. which I'm pretty sure the ballerina will, because John Wick, Keanu Reeves has already shot scenes and Ian McShane and it, rest in peace, Lance Reddick, who died. Uh, this is our first chance to be able to say that. Like Lance Reddick, one of the stars of this franchise died a couple weeks ago. He obviously the, had finished the guy who had played Sharon. Yeah. Yeah. We, so we he, should, we should dedicate this episode to him. Dedicated to you, Lance Reddick. Yeah, if you're out there right. listening, Lance, this one's for you. <laughs> uh, but, but uh, amazing actor. Like he, he was in the TV show fringe, which I was a big fan of. Okay. Um, but yeah, even he was so good. He's so good in these movies. He's amazing. At it. And yeah. uh, I, I would say his role is a little bit smaller in this one, but at the same time, along with Keanu Reeves and Ian McShane, he's in ballerina. Yeah. So, ballerina which takes place between three and four is basically john wick 3.5 and anna de armis is obviously the star of that movie she's playing a character that was just sort of seen in the background in three Mm. Uh, but she basically said that she shot an action scene with keanu reeves like i don't know if she's fighting john wick in it or if he's working with her Hmm. but like we know we're gonna get good roles out of them but yeah like some of these characters get a little less to do like i would even say winston has less to do in this movie as far as screen time yeah but his importance to the plot is huge in this oh yeah for sure uh, it, it is huge. Um, do you know for uh, those shows that you're talking about for the Continental, the Continental and the Ballerina one, how, how are those coming out? Are they going to be streaming on they've, something? Well, so they've both already been filmed. They were both filmed last year. Ballerina doesn't have a release date yet, but it'll be released okay. theatrically. Okay. Um, theatrically? Yeah. 
Oh, it's a movie. movie. Yeah. It's a movie, yeah. Oh, well, I thought it was a TV series. No, The Continental is a TV series. Oh, but okay. The Continental TV series, which again has already been filmed, and they just announced, it was within the last 24 hours, they said okay. Continental TV series is going to be starting in September. Okay. And it's going to be on Peacock, which we don't get here in Canada, but I'm sure there's going to be some equivalent, or we could just legally watch it um but <laughs> hey you we're, do we're what you do it. for john wick I'm, I'm, I'm saying this right now that does not that's a prequel series mel gibson plays a 1970s owner of the continental this is gonna be showing the young winston and the young sharon as they get control of everything they keep talking about like i've i've been running the continental for 40 years yeah this is the story about how they got it and mel gibson is the guy he got it from basically so but what's cool about the continental tv series is that it's three episodes but each episode is like an hour and a half long yeah. so they're kind of shooting it the way that like some british shows do like sherlock you know it's three mini movies is the season um so we're basically getting a continental trilogy in the, the fall now i'm saying this right now i say we recap that weekly it's three episodes we're gonna be watching it anyways we just do a review for all episodes of continental we could literally say we can cover everything in the john wick universe well Normally, I wouldn't commit to something like that, but it is John Wick. And Mel Gibson's in John Wick universe. Yeah, and I know people have mi mixed reviews about him sometimes, Mel Gibson, but you know what? I like him. I think he's a great actor. Yeah. He might he might not always be a great person, but he's a great actor. Yeah. And I mean, I, I don't know I don't know about like the, the young uh, Ian McShane and the young Lance Reddick. You know, I, I know nothing about these actors, but still, yeah. it'll, be, it'll be cool TV series. But uh, yeah, that and Ballerina will get you. But yeah, there's, there's stuff that's unexplored, so... I think if somebody comes into chapter four hoping they're going to get like full resolution from three, you're not. Yeah. But we already know there's more gaps that are being filled in after this movie comes out. Hang, hang on to your hat though. Yeah. For that but, one. Yeah. But like this movie doesn't disappoint. Anybody. Like the story is massive. The action sequences blow anything in the original trilogy away. I would say the second half of this movie, there are, we talked about there, are, I think four action scenes that happen like back to back. There's, the way that they're filmed is like, I've never seen anything like this. Like there's one, which I won't spoil too much, but it's basically a shootout scene in like a large house, but it's all shot from overheads and yeah, all in one like, shot. Like bird's eye view. Yeah. It's a bird's eye view. So it's like yeah. you pass over the wall into the other room and you're seeing the action. And then it's, it's so beautiful to watch. Honestly, like I can't even, I can't even say it enough how beautiful this movie is throughout. And it's, it's, it's everything. It's the backgrounds, it's the locations, it's the costumes. It's, it's the way that it's shot. Like everything is just beautiful about yeah, this and movie. Like, I think the kills in this are more realistic than ones of three, three, like I said, got a little bit too, but how many times. people did he kill in this it's, movie? It's be the largest body count movie history. hundred <laughs> percent. I, I swear to God that any movie that I've seen, I've never seen so many people die. Yeah. And of course this, being th almost three hours long that helps but and you uh, know pl playing counter-strike before with my brothers growing up and stuff like that i just want to go headshot headshot i wish people headshot. could see her the visuals of her acting that out <laughs> with like, like little with guns like, with my fingers headshot yeah. headshot like, headshot the, the other one which i again i don't even i don't even want to spoil what these sequences are but like the kill scenes are more realistic in this one well you still have that reaction where it's like this isn't these aren't movies that are like glorifying violence but you get a chuckle and i remember talking but, about but, this but ben. it is good you want to say flawless victory yeah but but like i talked about this <laughs> when ben and i did the episode on our top films of the decade i had john wick chapter two on there i said the the type of violence in this movie you get like a laugh out of it but it's yeah. not it's almost like an uncomfortable it's a laugh of appreciation you know it's not like haha violence is funny like like, like, like the joker with batman well yeah but yeah like it's that like, type of violence yeah but yeah. it's like the way John Wick kills people, it's just simply like, I have never seen a death stage like that. Yeah. Like, spoiling something in part three, he kills a guy with a book. 
Yeah. Now, it is a brutal death. It's not something where you're meant to be like, yeah, I want to kill somebody like that. But <laughs> I want to kill somebody with a book. Yeah, I want to- Get me a dictionary. Exactly. Where's the thesaurus? I'm going to smash somebody's head. <laughs> you spitting all over the place. thesaurus. <laughs> Where's the thesaurus? Yeah, any, I don't think anybody could say thesaurus without spitting, but <laughs> but like it's just you get a reaction out of watching these death scenes where even sometimes it's just a gunshot and you're like, wow, the way he held that gun, the, wow, the way that, that body fell, it's just it's unlike anything you've seen staged and filmed before. Yeah. And the one sequence, which I won't give away too much, let's just say a massive sequence that takes place on a massive staircase. Yeah. And just visualize that going on for about 10 minutes. It is easily the most spectacular action scene I've seen, maybe in any of these movies. I think it tops even like the the um, uh, what's the the one when he's escaping from Rome in part two. Uh yeah, the, you're talking about like the catacombs. Or yeah, the one in the catacombs. Like even tops that. Yeah. Even tops like the 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 elaborate um, the one at the end of three. You know, like this thing on the staircase is maybe the single greatest crazy. action scene I've ever seen filmed. And, and you can feel fulfilled because they had people on fire in this movie. Oh yeah, so there's a sequence. If Col anybody knows Col my... Colin loves people on fire. They, he thinks it's hilarious. Yes. Like when you watch these like these uh, America's Funniest Home Videos or whatever and these kids, you know, blowing out their birthday cake and all of a sudden their hair catches <laughs> fire and Colin's just like, Blah! I mean, it's, it's the funniest thing to me. But yeah, there's why? an like, Why? Is it the panic what? on people's faces? It's like, panic, what, what, it's what like, is ah, it? It's, it's the most ridiculous visual <laughs> thing, something you never expect to see. But, anyways, yeah, there are action scenes in this where people catch on fire, and I'm very happy. Um, I, I just hope to God that I don't ever catch on fire in front of you because you'll probably just be laughing at me and not helping me. All right, well, let's move on to what you really want to talk about your man can. Oh, in this yes, movie. please. Now, first of all, I want to say there was a name that showed up in the credits where I'm like, Scott Atkins. I'm like, who does Scott Atkins play? Now, Scott Atkins, I don't know what you know him from, but he's like, a white guy who became a famous, I guess, martial arts star around the world. He would film movies in, you know, uh, in Asia, uh, but he's white. He's British, right? Okay. Um, he was in like the Undisputed movies here, uh, a couple of movies on uh, Ninja. Um, he's done some other things like the Bourne movies, uh, some things here like Expendables, X-Men, but like a lot of his movies are low-budget martial arts films, Wolf Warrior. One, yeah, like right? direct-to-video, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I've seen some of them, and I'm like, he's a, he even in even in Asia, you consider him like a B-movie star, but a good one. So he's a white martial artist. He was in this movie. I saw in the credits, I'm like, who did he play? Now, I'm showing you a picture of this guy in real life, Scott Atkins. Do you know who he played in, in John Wick, Chapter uh, 4? He played the German head honcho with the gold teeth, who's basically yeah, about 400 okay. pounds. Yeah. So okay. we talk about Colin yeah. Farrell's transformation the, the, in Batman. The, the, the eyes. I, I yeah. recognize him by the eyes solely. This guy, Scott Atkins. Like, can can we just talk about that for a second, though? That character, again, without spoiling anything. But oh, yeah. like when, when people watch that, like totally gives you Dick Tracy vibes. And it was hilarious that you He's said that. Yeah. It's It was hilarious that you said the exact same thing at the, at the same time that I did because... And it's not like for laughs, like it, it's ridiculous type of thing. But Dick Tracy is the perfect way to describe it because it's like it's so exaggerated and comic booky, yeah. but it's it's such a treat. But like we, we we talk about like Colin Farrell's transformation in the Batman. In this movie, it's you can tell this guy's wearing makeup, but that's kind of the point. Yeah. But like you look at Scott Atkins in real life right here. Yeah. And then you look at Scott Atkins in this movie. That's a transformation. Yeah. And and, and it kind of lends to the surprise because you see this character in the movie. And you're like, oh, this is just the guy who calls the shots. But we talked yeah. about this. I think we were in part three. We talked about, like, there is nobody involved in this secret society 
who can't defend themselves. It yeah, could be the we were least talking about capable that, yeah. person, and they still can hold their own, and that's yeah. kind of the point of these. But anyways, I don't know if you want to include Scott Atkins as part of your man candy uh, as the, the German mob boss here. Nah. But nah, let's skip him. So your three ones, obviously Keanu is going to be number one, but oh, the yeah. other two ones that you were very much infatuated mm. with throughout mm. this movie was Hiroyuki Sonata, yep. who's a Japanese uh, movie star. We just watched The Last Samurai. It was your first time seeing The Last Samurai with Tom yeah. Cruise, right? He was hot in that, too. You liked him in The Last Samurai, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, he's he's a great movie. I'm trying to remember what the movie was. The Twilight Samurai, yeah. So that, I, that was a movie that uh, um, I saw, like, years ago. I think even before The Last Samurai, and he was great in that. But, yeah, so I'm, this is an older guy. Yeah, he's, um, he's very good looking. Yeah, and he plays the leader of the continental in Osaka, which you love the Osaka sequence. Oh, everything with the Japan stuff. Oh my goodness, like my favorite. Yeah. I love it. And then we have Bill Skarsgård, who is mm. the son of Stellan Skarsgård. See, so you're granting even for Stellan Skarsgård, because mm. I showed you, oh, this what was a, What dad. a good looking family. Yeah, and then Him the, and brother, his sons. the brother of Alexander Skarsgård, oh. who is Tarzan, and mm. he's in uh, Godzilla vs. Kong and everything. Mm. So, yeah, you... you you definitely made a lot of grunting noises watching Hiroyuki Sonata build Like Skarsgård's his, his face is beautiful and stuff like that. And some people might think that's weird because like he plays it or yeah, whatever. Pennywise, yeah. Yeah. So like he, he, you know, he has kind of a, a little bit of an interesting, unique looking face. I wouldn't say weird. It's interesting, unique, but like his eye color is just, it's so beautiful. So we already know from, I can't remember. I think it was. And he has did, very nice lips. When we, when we, when we did Godzilla versus Kong, we already heard this same thing about Alexander Skarsgård. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, very nice Tarzan. eyes. You, you have, well, oh. his eyes. Yes. All the times you watched the legend of Tarzan, I mean, his, I'm sure it was he, for his eyes. He has a hot body. Like, <laughs> let, let's not, you know, get that confused. Which but... one's your favorite Skarsgård brother? I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to say. I probably would say that they're both equal. Okay, but this is what I, I'm not bringing it up based on their looks. I'm just saying. I mean, like, uh, yeah. Anyways, sorry, I got distracted. How crazy is it? <laughs> like, yes, there are siblings out there who have a lot, the, the Baldwins, right? A lot of success. The Mara sisters. I don't know if you're familiar with the Mara sisters, Kate Mara and uh, Rooney Mara. They're two sisters who uh, you've been in many things you would have seen. Kate Mara, she was in the Fantastic Four movie, House of Cards and everything, right? Her sister Rooney Mara was in the um, uh, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo movie. Uh, she was just in Women Talking. Uh, so they're, they're two sisters. Both have had a lot of success, right? The first one's hot. The second one's not. Yeah, but the second one... Well, the second one was in Women Talking. She was the main character. We liked her in that, at least. But she's been on any fair we, we We liked her Rooney, or, we, or we liked her. I mean, it, it was Women Talking. I'm sure she was top of the line for the Women Talking, I candy. But anyways... Um, <laughs> But, go, but anyways, hold on, go, sisters, go, go, go back to that other screen. I want to yeah, look at him more. You're sending Bill Skarsgård more. Anyways, but like you take Kate and Rooney Mara, right? Both have a lot of success. But what makes this even more interesting with like Bill and, and Alexander Skarsgård is they've both had like unbelievable success. Oh, he's young. And he's well, only 32. Yeah. But like their dad is a massive star. So it's yeah. pretty rare to have a parent and child each achieve like huge success now you have a father and both of his sons who have had massive success i'm gonna say right now the Skarsgård family is the oh you're looking at the fact there's more Skarsgårds. <laughs> there's more brothers here mm. um yeah oh they don't have pictures for the other one ah he's he's this other one gustav uh caspar yeah Orn. he must he must have gotten his looks from his no offense to the mother, but from the mother, because yeah. honestly, like the the other two brothers anyways, and his dad are hot. I knew this would happen. Um, <laughs> okay, I'll stop. I'm just saying. I'm just saying how I'm gonna say the Skarsgård family 
is probably the yes, most. Yes, I know. Yes, but they're probably the most consistent family as far as delivering like success in acting. Like I can't think of any situation where you have a parent and two children that have had this level of success, which is crazy. But anyways, so yeah, there, there you go. You talked about your man candy in this movie. Mm. Um, mm. Uh, but Keanu was still the one who got the most grunts, obviously. Uh, I don't know. And, and you know what? Like, people always bug me and say, I'm like, oh, you have to talk about like people taking off their clothes. Blah, blah, blah. I don't even think John Wick took off his clothes at all in this movie. Oh, he's fully dressed in a suit for every scene in this movie. Yeah. He showers in the first two. Yeah. Mm. No, okay, anyways. Anyway. But hold on. I'm, I'm going just, somewhere. Just as hot, even if he doesn't take his clothes off. Okay, but I'm going somewhere with okay, this. So hold on. Okay. So aside from the looks, Bill Skarsgård as a villain, because like, the other villains in this movie, like I said, you have Mr. Nobody, you have Donnie Yen. It's more like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm questioning. Are they a villain? Are they are they a good guy? Are they yeah. kind of both? Yeah. But like Bill Skarsgård is the one true villain in this movie. I'm not just going to say, like, is he the greatest John Wick villain as far as a character? No. But as far as performance, we do this thing where we will often pick actors and just imagine, could this person get nominated for an a a a Oscar, right? We always brought up with uh, Galaxy Quest, Sam Rockwell, saying if Johnny Depp can get nominated for an Oscar for Pirates of the Caribbean, Sam Rockwell could have gotten nominated for Galaxy Quest, right? Mm -hmm. uh, lots of movies like that. Like Brendan Fraser, why couldn't he have been nominated for George of the Jungle? He's brilliant in that movie, Blast from the Past, right? Uh, I'm saying this right now. Bill Skarsgård, if he got nominated for an Oscar for John Wick Chapter 4, I think people would take it seriously. He gives such a unique performance. His delivery and of lines. Especially the last like 10 minutes of the movie. I'm going to say his opening scenes, oh, the no, authority no, oh, this no, young no. kid commands. Oh, no, I know. But I'm saying, like, especially the last 10 minutes, it just, it solidifies everything. Yeah, but, like, he has this way of speaking yeah. that is so unusual and intimidating yeah. and is just different that, like... He he can speak to me like that. Okay, but, but like, <laughs> I know Alexander Skarsgård is the movie star of the family, right? Like, he's Tarzan, he's, you know, uh, King Kong tamer or whatever. But, like, Bill Skarsgård, this is going to be the Oscar winner because... Uh, it wouldn't have been unheard of for him to get nominated for at least the first it movie, you know, playing a clown. And now we seen play a clown and a villain mm. in John Wick. And like, I'm saying this guy could have gotten nominated for an Oscar either time. Oh, what's that? The crow. What is that? Oh, he's in that movie. I want to see. He's in the remake of the crow. He's in that other movie that I want to see around my birthday. No, no, that's a different one. Oh, never no, mind. but, but yeah, the crow, the remake of the Brandon Lee movie. He is playing the Brandon Lee character oh, in the Crow remake. So. We, we gotta see that. Well, I'm definitely gonna see It's the Crow. Oh. Uh, but, but you, you know, you didn't care about him in Barbarian. Yes, I did. Okay, he was hot. you did. You just didn't yes. bring it up to me. <laughs> but anyway, so yes, but Oscar for him, like, I'm not saying he's going to, by the end of the year, be the best supporting actor, but like, if you take a year where, you know, it's moderate competition, I'm saying if somebody makes a push for Bill Skarsgård, people should take it seriously for an Oscar nomination. He is so good in this movie. Oh, he was so good. Yeah, he was so good. Um, any final thoughts you want to, we, we're not going to spoil, we're going long on something where we're not going to spoilers. Um, this movie ends in a way where it's like, I didn't see that coming. Yeah. Um, hundred percent, but stick around for the credits because like, Oh, I know where they're going next. Right. Yeah. Uh, or you kind of get a sense of this is where they might go next. This is the first one I think with post credit scene. Uh, anything else I forgot to add on this? How, how great is Keanu? His fight scenes hold up. Yeah, you know, uh, I, I don't think that there's really anything else that uh, we have to add. I, I do say that I, I like this movie, the fact that, 
you could definitely tell it's it's getting you know close to the end of the series or whatever because in this movie like he you could tell like he was tired yeah well <laughs> and he's still fighting his butt off through the entire movie but you could just tell that like you were saying you know with the timeline and stuff like that the timeline in between all this stuff and everything like how, how much he has to be on the go and on the run and constantly mm-hmm. like you can imagine how much mentally that would even affect a person yeah. like uh, you know you're probably always like half awake type of thing like he was tired i really but- appreciated that the, the evolution especially because he is an older guy right so like you know i think sometimes for movies like you might see the need to make them fight in an action movie like an action star that's like you know 20 or 25 but it's like no this guy is clearly like older and he fought like he was older but like like i was saying the, the subtle evolution you know about how little of the real world you see in this where now there's action scenes and like regular people passing on the street aren't even bothering to look at two guys shooting each other in the face yeah and you just realize how into this world it is that's well, kind even, of done even, even suddenly... when they're at the club right they're just dancing they weren't even paying attention yeah but but my point being is that in the first movie and then a little bit less in the second and then a little bit less in the third and then not at all really in the fourth you have the real world existing and it, they've lost more and more of that yeah but it's 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 an intentional choice because this is about john wick getting pulled more and more back in this world yeah so by the time you get to part four you know nobody is paying it, it, it he's not in the real world anymore he's completely in this world the same way that like you see the tiredness coming across him that's one of the subtle things that's not obvious in these movies yeah even at the end of three he's exhausted i was saying how how outmatched he is by zero in part three yeah like he's very outmatched at times in this movie and and there's times where he needs assistance you know and that's there, there's times for. yeah where i was like is he actually gonna make it through this fight yeah you know you don't know and, and then you know and then the next fight comes and you're like oh crap is he gonna make it through yeah but like th- these movies, as much action as there is, like there's a purpose for the action. It- it's it's there to tell a story. It's done so incredibly like visual to look at. Like oh, I can't say enough good things about this. Um, I'm buying this movie, and I'm just telling you, you're buying it. Uh, of course, it's Keanu. This is a hands down buy. And and like out of all the movies, out of all four of the movies, would you agree? That in this movie specifically, like, he gets, like, I'm talking about f- through the whole movie as a whole, that he gets, like, the biggest beating yeah. of but yet, all the movies? Yeah, but shows the l- least amount of scars in this one, which is funny, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the most amount of scars he had was the end of three, and you, you, he's recovered by the time this movie starts. I don't know, maybe there's, maybe he's superhuman at this point, who knows? But but ranking this, we're, we'll officially do this once we wrap everything up, once we cover three and four before the ballerina comes out, but... I'm still saying two is the best of the series, then one, then this, and then three. I honestly wouldn't be able to give you an even a temporary answer. I don't know. I love this movie. I'll just they're, say they're all so different. And like it's this is kind of what I was explaining to you last night. They're they're all so different, and not like in a not cohesive way, but they they just evolve. And like you said, I think you were right. You hit the nail on the head when you were saying like. I usually am. Yeah, I know. Well, not always, <laughs> but. Um, you know, with every movie, he dives deeper and deeper into that world yeah. and it just kind of evolves and changes and stuff like that. I think that's I think that's part of the reason why it feels so different. Mm-hmm. But every every movie is like it's it's kind of own thing and its own vibe. So I don't know. I have a hard time choosing and ranking them because they're they're all so different. I appreciate pick one. It, is it's like it's like my children. To. I know. But it, it's like if I had to pick a favorite child. Well, I, I've talked about this with Ben. The favorite child is whoever's the quietest. No, that's uh-huh. not the way it is. Yes, it is. No, it really is. No, uh- <laughs> I, I couldn't pick. Um, they're all special in their own way. See that? That's just why I'm a better parent than you. Or it's why I'm a better parent than you. I don't know. Uh, but uh, 
which one is your go-to? I know that John Wick one, you literally watched that every single night before you had the twins. So comfortable. I wasn't even able to sleep in the same bed with you because. Not not just your size, but the amount of movement you have. My size. Well, people are gonna think that the wrong way because when you have the twins, you're that big. But it was how much you move. But every single night, I would go upstairs. I'd be getting ready for bed, and you're sitting there with John Wick on your phone every single night. I'm like, you're not sleeping with me. You're sleeping with John Wick every night. But like, yeah. What would be your one movie that would be your go-to if you had to pick one? First of first of all, for whoever listening. My husband putting his foot in his mouth saying, my size. He's talking about my pregnancy belly. I am not offended. I already said that. I, I am clarifying that my feelings are not hurt. I, I was, said I was pregnant with twins. twins and my stomach was huge. The last two months of my pregnancy with them, I had to basically climb up the stairs all fours because yeah. my stomach was so heavy. We probably talked about this on the John Wick chapter. Oh, it was painful. Out. So anyways, but anybody listening, I'm not offended. Which one but, is your go-to? Uh, which one would be... This is the one I just pop on just for the fun of it. I mean, it probably would just be the first one. But this one I feel like is going to be one that I'm going to watch a lot. Yeah. I and, honestly And, funny is that and three... two, 2 and 3 are amazing. Like they're they're great movies. But for, the first one is just I I think I know it's, it sounds weird to say nostalgia because it's not even like that old. It's t- next year will be ten years, right? Yeah, yeah. It's not even super old or anything like that. But I just have seen that movie so many times because, like you said, I would I would literally put it on every night, like literally every night, and I'd fall asleep to it just because it was so comforting. You know, some people they they put on like uh, sound machine music or what is that white white noise or whatever to sleep. No, I put on John Wick. <laughs> I I still say two is my favorite. That would be my go-to. But this one, it's the first movie this entire year I've seen where I'm like, I want to see this again, like, right away. Shazam, yeah. I t- Ben and I talked about this last week. Shazam was like, wow, I really want to see this. Even with Creed three, I told you, I think you should see this movie. But it's not like I'm like, I got to go out and see this right now. With those movies, I'm like, if I have to wait till they're out on Blu-ray, I'll wait. Yeah. John Wick Chapter 4, I'm already looking up showtimes. I'm like, do I have time to go tomorrow? Do I have time to go Sunday? Yeah. I want to see this one again. I, I, I'm going to be long. watching this movie a lot it is when so it comes better. out. Yeah. Um, yeah, so two buys. And we'll just end this off now with two things. One, we've already kind of said it. We will cover the Continental TV series weekly. I think the only other TV series that we covered weekly if you don't count Survivor and Amazing Race, the only one we, we did reviews weekly was Obi-Wan. So this will only be the second time we've ever weekly reviewed a TV series. Having said that, it's three episodes. The episodes are an hour and a half long. It's not going to be that much work. But we're going to review The Continental in September. When Ballerina comes out and we have Anna de Armas entering the John Wick universe, we are going to be covering that and we will go back and do recaps of three and four at that point. So all the spoilers that we're dying to talk about We'll get there before Ballerina comes out. We just need to wait for them to pick a release date for Ballerina. Yeah, and I need to watch this movie enough that I can actually get like an, a, a good estimated kill count. <laughs> well, I I thought about that because we do that on the James Bond, our 007. They would be hard work for this movie. It was during the, the staircase sequence where I'm like, how would I count? Th- if this were Bond, I was thinking in my head, like, if this were Bond, how would I count that? Is this the same guy? Did he fall downstairs, but then he was still alive? Like, it, it would be so hard to do. In, in your James Somebody's Bond counts, what, what was, like, around the highest one that you got? Oh, Octopussy, but that was because, uh, I think, But ben, do you remember the number? What was it? Well, Ben assumed one scene had 37 people die, and I said, look, there's two people in the hangar. <laughs> Everybody else on the outside, you don't see them die. But, yeah, there's a lot of... Ben's, Ben's it's, estimates it's, were it's always It's got to be, like, but, well, over no, no, 100 no. easy in the our, our highest count is something like half a million, and that was in Zardoz with Sean Connery. I still have to see that. Yeah, but but 
again, that's it's kind of a joke. But yes, that's the highest count we found. I'm smiling because I'm thinking of him in his costume. Well, mm. I think when you see the movie, you may not be smiling as much. It's pretty unpleasant. Anyways, we'll be doing three and four recaps when Ballerina comes out. And then when Ballerina comes out, I can go to bed every night watching Anna de Armas as Ballerina. Sure. Why not? You can watch Keanu and I'll watch Anna de Armas as Ballerina. Probably already go to bed watching and listening to Rihanna. No, no. Look at your face. I'm sure I've done it once or twice, but no. Have have your dimples ever gone that deep on your face before? I don't know. I don't know. Nobody can see me. They wouldn't know. Anyways, yes. More John Wick to come. And then big thing, we're, we're committing to this right now. Next year, Keanu Reeves, 60th birthday, just like we did Jennifer Garner's 50th birthday month. You you have agreed we're doing Keanu Reeves month next year. Yeah. And we've already done two Bill and Ted movies, Speed, The Matrix Trilogy, two John Wicks, and, and The Replacements. And now we're going to do another month on top of that. We've got somebody. We're still throwing ideas. If anybody has a specific Keanu Reeves movie they want us to cover, just tell us. Yeah. I'm sure we'll pick, even if one person just messages the Oz Network and says, do this for Keanu Reeves month, I'm sure we'll do it. But like, we're already talking about obviously doing Bill and Ted 3 because we haven't had a chance to cover that one yet. We've already done the first two. Uh, you really want to do Constantine. I tried to watch that movie and I it's can't. It's great. You got to watch it all the way through. Um, the Devil's Advocate's one that I love. I would love to do a recap of. That Sweet is a good November one. is the one. That's that we an amazing about. one. Yeah. Very underrated movie. Keanu Reeves and Charlize Theron. One of two movies they would. That that may be that may be the What do you think? Factor. Is she hot? At that point, yeah. I don't know so much anymore. Did I tell you that Rihanna's pregnant? I was watching the Super Bowl with you when we discovered that. I didn't think you had to tell oh. me. Oh. But I don't think she's really released music lately, though. I don't think any. Anything well, she just new. got nominated for an Oscar for a new song. So yes, she did. Oh, okay. Well, the Black Panther song. Anyways, and again, you, you, you're out of touch. you, yeah, I, I really am. But, but yeah. So I don't know. If we do Sweet November, maybe then we won't do The Devil's Advocate, just because you don't want to have two. Or maybe you do want to do two Keanu Reeves, Charlie's Theron movies. I don't know. Um, we talk about maybe doing the lake house. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't mind that doing that. Maybe uh, doing 47 Ronin. Um, were there any other ones we, uh, uh, tentatively put on our list? I don't know. We, we kind of, we're going through it together, but my brain is kind of like, you know, all these wires crossed. And I'm, you know, thinking about Rihanna or whatever. Rihanna, chain reaction. Rihanna's out the window now, yeah. but chain reaction. That was one where I'm like, okay, we got to do that one. That one. I love chain reaction. Yeah. Um, you said that Johnny Mnemonic one is really bad, right? Oh, but that might be fun to cover just for it being so bad. And Hardball. I, I showed you Hardball last year, the one where he coaches the, the baseball team. Yeah. I love that movie. So, yeah, there's lots we could choose from. We'll have a couple years worth. But, yeah, so lots of John Wick and Keanu stuff still to come. Who 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 would win in a fight? John Wick. Neo from The Matrix or John Wick? John Wick. That's, I think, what these movies are about. It's like, it doesn't matter who you are. John Wick will kill you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't think that the chosen one, uh, the one could beat John Wick. Yeah. Um, That's fair. By the way, thank you for my birthday present. I now have Keanu Reeves Neo on my shelf over there. You're welcome. You got me Keanu for my birthday. What a surprise. Ke- Keanu movie and Keanu, uh, what are those things called? Pop figures. Pop figure. Yeah. There you go. Um, yeah. Other than that, we got our 24 movies are coming out and we're now, um, I think, starting next week. Uh, or the week after, we're going to be into Australia versus Canada month. I don't like to say versus. It's basically Australia slash Canada month where Ben picks two Australian movies. I pick two Canadian movies. We're kicking it off with a movie called Tomorrow When the War Began, which I'm already halfway into. And it's not bad. I tried to tell you about it earlier, but we had a very rude child who is definitely not our favorite because he's too loud. Are you talking about the dramatic one? It, well, it's yeah, it's like a... Australian. No, I'm saying of the child. Are you talking about the dramatic? Oh, yeah, the dram- dramatic well, w- one, yes. Without saying his name, are you talking about the dramatic it's child? It's Remy. 
Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't want to say his name in case he listens to this someday. Well, he listens I want to him he's to always, know how loud and obnoxious he was. I want him to always was. think mommy's on his side. Well, mommy's not on his side because he's rude and obnoxious today. Uh, <laughs> this is a bad day for you, Remy. Listening to this recap Qu- years quick, later. Quick question about Keanu Reeves. How how old is he? Is he my mom's age? We just said next year we are going to be covering him for his 60th birthday. You can't oh, okay. remember what we said minutes ago. Well, uh, it's like a... Uh, Dory. My, my brain, it's in, in one ear and out the other. You've already forgotten what your sentence was that you just started, which is why you can't finish it. I know. Well, okay, yes. so he so he's like just like a, a couple years younger than mom then. Yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. Right. Well, he, he, he could be my dad, but he's still hot. Okay. So tomorrow when the war began, the first one we're going to kick off <laughs> in Australia, Canada month, followed by Kids in the Hall Brain Candy, uh, which will be our Canadian one. And I'm excited to show that movie to you. Uh, and and obviously our 24 recaps and some other reviews. Ben, ben actually just did a interview with uh, director of a Canadian documentary on the, the Vancouver Grizzlies. Um, the interview I listened to, she was great and the movie sounds great. Um, um, we'll watch that. Want to watch a movie on the Vancouver Grizzlies, a documentary? Sounds like it'd probably be more interesting than Cocaine Bear. Okay, well, that was a decent movie, uh, which we'll cover soon. It was okay, but it was ridiculous. It's supposed to be. But anyways, yeah, listen to Ben's interview with, I can't remember what her name is, but director of the Vancouver Grizzlies documentary. That was a good interview. Uh, And we will be back in the fall for more John Wick or more Continental uh, from Mel Gibson. (laughs) More John Wick. My name is Colin, and just have fun out there. And my name is Jamie and 42 Regular. Thanks for downloading this episode from the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as find out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at theoznetwork.net. Thanks once again for listening, and we'll speak to you next time.